I am here with Mika Mooney, who is a business trademark and employment attorney at Mika Mooney Law, PLLC. Um, disclaimer, the legal information provided by Mika Mooney is meant for legal education purposes only. No attorney-client relationship is created and none of the information should be considered a legal advice. Please reach out to Mika Mooney directly for a consultation to discuss your specific legal needs and questions. Hi, Mika. Hi, Anna. How are you? <laughs> Good. I am so excited to talk all things legal today from a business point of view as you're starting and scaling your business. Me too. I'm so excited to be there. <laughs> yes. I think that legal is something that like nobody actually thinks about, but it can literally make or break your business. And especially recently, I've actually had clients who have been in legal situations that they never thought their business would be in from like partnership dissolvement where they created a business together and now they need to dissolve it to I recently had a client who their client wasn't just happy with terms of service and got their legal lawyer involved. So um, I think it's just one of those things that you never think you're going to need until you actually need it. So I would love to talk today about how to get started when you're getting started in your business, what kind of legal um, startup uh uh, things you need. And then also as you're scaling to multi six figures, how that needs to shift and what actually needs to be in place as you're starting to scale to that multiple six, eventually seven figure mark. So I'd love to know a little bit more about you and your background in law. Yeah. So I um, recently started my firm earlier this year. Um, I was a litigator for 15 years in here in New York. And, um, you know, during that time I was in court arguing cases, um, and I, I saw a lot of businesses, the disputes that they've gotten into, um, the failures of their contracts. Mm -hmm. And, and I saw on the other side of things, um, you know, kind of the downfall and what headache it could cause for business owners, um, if they didn't take legal steps to protect themselves and their businesses. Um, so, you know, I kind of had a, a little bit of revelation earlier, the beginning of this year, like, you know what, I want to um, serve female founders and business owners um, from like the very get-go when they're starting their businesses, yes. try to avoid them ever ending up in litigation. Um, because unfortunately, statistically, most businesses will end up in some sort of litigation at some point. Um, so I think it's so important to really um, take protective and proactive measures. Um, so that's how Mika Mooney Law was born. Um, just it's it's a passion project of mine. I'm so excited to use that 15 years of experience in the courtroom and translate it into um, the transactional and strategic world of business to prevent litigation. Um, today. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people I see, they're like, oh, but my clients are so wonderful. I make yeah. sure to vet them. And I'm like, yeah, but you honestly never know. Like, <laughs> just, like you just you honestly don't. never know what's going to happen. I mean, even one of my clients who like ended up getting into like a legal battle with one of her clients, like she was like, oh yeah, she was the nicest client until she wasn't, right? Like there's just so many things that can happen. And especially if you are looking to scale 
into a big brand or eventually sell that brand, like from day one, it needs to be like a non-negotiable, like hire in your business is getting some kind of like legal advice. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I think people, you know, they think, oh, legal fees and lawyers and like, I, I don't understand any of it. And I, it's so costly. And um, they don't realize that really is such a crucial component of the foundation of their business. Um, there's no two ways about it. Um, it and it's it it shouldn't be o- overlooked. And it sucks to for somebody to later only learn that when they're in a situation, and then that costs them more time and more money than it would have um, from the get go if they you know, properly set up that legal yeah. foundation. So if somebody was starting a business, like you're they're in year one, what kind mm-hmm. of legal advice should they be looking for? Or what are like, what is like the bare minimum things they need to know about, okay, I've started a business, like what, what do I even need for protection, at least like in the very beginning? Yeah. Um, so, so the very beginning I'd say is, um, you know, their entity formation, mm-hmm. um, whether that be an LLC or it be a corporation, something separate and apart from them individually. Um, Cause you really want to separate personal and business. Um, and a lot of times when someone's just starting out, especially if they're a solopreneur, um, they, you know, they'll form kind of be a sole proprietor and yeah. there's none of that distinction and everything kind of gets muddied, but then they have no legal protection um, for themselves personally. So you really want to separate your business um, from yourself personally. I think that's one of the the first steps um, somebody should be taking. Um, Coupled with that though, also depending on their business, they should be thinking about um, their intellectual property rights, trademarks, if they're coming up with a they have an idea for a great business name. Um, they shouldn't wait, you know, until later on down the road to explore that. So it's kind of, they go hand in hand. Um, so I think those are top of mind, um, two things that someone should keep in the back of their mind and explore from the get go. And then if someone is scaling to multiple six figures, how does that legal, necessity change or at what point do you should you start evaluating like oh i need more legal counsel at this point in time as i'm scaling yeah um so i think that the contracts are also kind of important so if if they set themselves up properly um in terms of their entity and if they have any partnership agreements and they had lawyers involved there and everything's you know, down to paper and it's crystal clear. Um, they made their trademark applications and they have everything. Um, if they're growing and growing, it's going to be more and more contracts and it's going to be, um, really, I think they need to closely be working with legal counsel to make sure that, you know, all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. Um, and that, you know, they're aware, kind of trying to foresee any issues and and cut them off ahead of time. Um, And I think that's where the custom contracts really come into play. Yeah. And what would you say is the difference between, because I feel like when people start businesses, we're kind of taught, oh, just for right now, get a, like a template and like 
a general contract template for your services and that's good enough. At what point is it actually like detrimental to have a contract from a template shop versus like now I need an actual lawyer to create a custom legal binding agreement for me? Yeah. I mean, so not all contract templates are created equal. Mm. So it's, it really depends on, um, how comprehensive whatever template that they're using is. Um, and that's hard to say because some people will come from legal zoom and rocket lawyer and it'll, it'll be so bare minimum and, and basically be like, here's the work I'm doing and here's the price sign on the dotted line. Um, and you know, others are a little bit more comprehensive, but, um, you know, obviously a template from a lawyer is probably a safer route to go. Um, but I'd say early on because to, to have something more custom to your business, because the idea is you don't want to end up in some situation and then your contract didn't address it. And only then do you realize, oh, I wish that my contract had addressed this particular issue. Um, so in some ways it, it, it's almost better from the get go to, if you're able to swing it, to make the investment with a, a lawyer who's really going to listen to, um, what your business is about, what, what are, what the exact scope of work is and try to cultivate creative, um, clauses that they would want to see in your contract. Yeah. And I think especially as you're scaling, the more branches of business you have, the different offers you have, like, do you suggest if somebody is launching a podcast or if they're like creating a new course or just any new entity that they add on to like their product suite or even like any media that they own that every piece of that should have legal binding behind it? A hundred percent. As a lawyer, I mean, we are just risk adverse people and always trying to, the idea is to avoid any legal headache. Um, So I I fail to, I, in all my years of practice, I fail to see any aspect of business where I don't think there's some legal document or contract or something that should be in place. Um, It it should be in place from the get-go and component. Yeah. And I feel it because it's like not talked enough just because like, unless you are versed in law, like right. you just don't know anything about law, which is exactly why you need to hire Mika. Um, <laughs> but it's also like one of those things I feel that people just assume like, well, I have a general contract, so I should be kind of like covered for everything. But the way you're making it, you're, the way you're talking about it is like, no, you actually need to be like very specific, like about everything that you're putting out there. Yeah, it's true because each, you know, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a newsletter, what there's all these different things. Um, there's unique nuances to each mm. aspect, right? Yeah. So, um, your, you know, general stuff might not cover that. Um, and there's just no two, no two ways about it. Um, and I, I think people just think legal is, uh, it's not that, it's not the fun part of, of exactly. starting a business. <laughs> so yeah. nobody's like, I'll deal with that later, yes. you know? Yes. It's definitely not one of the sexy things, but it is super you know? sexy when somebody tries to see you and you're like, wait, no, I'm covered. Oh, I guess that's sexy. You know? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. 
And then you're freaking out like, oh my God, somebody's like coming for me and what do I do? And, you know, the idea is really to protect against that. And Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so going to talking about trademarks, can you kind of explain what trademarks are and kind of like the process for getting a trademark? Because I feel like nobody ever talks about that specifically online, but it's such a crucial part to building a brand and a business. Um, yeah. So if you could shed some light on that. Sure. Um, so trademarks um, basically um, protect your brand. So if you come up with a, a brand name or company name that is amazing, or you have a logo or you have a tagline, um, applying for trademark protection is what will guard against, you know, someone else trying to use it or take it. Um, you know, the, I guess the most common known example would be like Nike, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. Nike, the swoosh logo that everybody identifies with Nike, um, their slogan, just do it. You know, everybody knows that's Nike, right? Yep. In the marketplace, the consumer. Um, and so trademark is what protects all of that. Um, so it, it's basically your brand identifier um, and applying for trademark is what will protect that brand identifier. Um, and, you know, the process is one, making sure that the amazing company name or slogan that you have is actually available, right? You, you might have it and then later find out, oh, I'm actually infringing on someone else's trademark because mm. there's other company um, that already has this, this name or mark. Um, so you, that's kind of why like doing it in the early stages is crucial yeah. because you don't want to be hit with a cease and desist la- letter mm. a year later. Yep. Unbeknownst to you, you've been infringing on someone else's trademark. Yeah. And then you have rebrand, which is so costly. Yep. Right. Like, because by that point, you've done your branding, your graphics, your everything. Um, so that's why it's crucial, like, kind of from the get go when you're starting um, to also explore that as well. Yeah. And then what is the actual process for like filing a trademark? Like, can you do it by yourself or like, should you actually hire a trademark attorney? And then like, how long does it take to get um, a trademark? Yeah. Um, so you, there are definitely resources to guide an individual business owner to do it on their own. Um, you know, combing through the USPTO um, site, that's the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Um, and you can certainly try to, to do it on your own. Um, it, you know, it's probably more advisable to have an attorney who, who knows the process and who, who has kind of like the, the skill set to give you the best chance of your application for a trademark going through. Um, to utilize that, but the steps are, you know, an attorney will conduct a comprehensive search of the mark that you're looking to apply for and, and basically give you an opinion letter about the risk assessment of, you know, whether, Hey, this, there's no way this is going to get granted because someone else is already using this name in for the same services or, um, you know, maybe they can 
help you come up with a different name, right? Mm. Um, or they'll ex- really explain to you, um, you know, hey, you have maybe a 50-50 chance um, and kind of give you that report, which I think is what's really helpful to have because they'll explain to the business owner um, exactly what they're looking at. Um, and then the attorney will make the application on the USPTO site. Um, the unfortunate thing is that it takes a really long time to hear back. Like at this right now, we're looking at like a year, sometimes more. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the sooner you do it, the, the better. Um, and, you know, to the extent you can you do it before you're even up and running, you know, you mm. can, you can, it does, you can later then show that you're using the mark in commerce um, because you're just, it's the amount of time that yeah. you're looking Yeah, it's definitely like a long-term goal, but you need to start it like as soon as possible. I think the miss, um, I think what, what people often think about lawyers is like, oh, well, I, I'm not making an income yet, so I can't afford one on retainer. But I think in business, like, does, is like retainer how you work or specifically when clients come to you for like trademark or advice, like what is like, what is the actual process of like working with you if you kind of just need like little things here and there? Yeah. I mean, so for me personally, like my goal is to make legal accessible. I Mm. I don't want um, a founder to be left with no legal education at a minimum um, and no legal representation. So figuring out a way to, to work with someone, um, within parameters it is a goal of mine um i a lot of times i trademarks is often a flat fee basis and then you come up with payment like structures sometimes if it's a lot of lawyers also work hourly um and i'll do that as well um if it's like a a one-off question or a consultation or um you know some small item right um so there's all different ways. I, I I try to avoid the retainer if I if I can, given that it's often a large chunk of um, money for uh, a business owner to yeah. to lay out. So um, oftentimes it would be preferable to either pay hourly or have some flat fee and do it on like you know one install, two install, you know. Um, but every attorney works, works different, differently. Yeah. I love that making legal accessible a hundred percent. Cause it's just like making financial literacy accessible. It's like one of those things that like, you don't even know where to begin unless you like know someone, but not a lot of people just like randomly know lawyers. <laughs> so, so I love that. Um, and then if somebody, um, wanted to work with you, how would they go about finding you and working with you? Yeah, well, um, I am on social media on Instagram at, at Mika Mooney Law. Um, I also same thing. My email is Mika at Mika Mooney Law dot com. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of easily reachable and um, always happy to jump on uh, a call just to learn about um, someone in their business. And um, I'm also trying via social media to give a lot 
of free legal education out there so people um, are armed with that information and at least have it in the back of their minds. Yeah, I think if anything, for the people listening out there, it's like even if you don't need a lawyer right now, at least make an introduction with one so you have one in your network because 100% there's going to come a time where you're going to need one, whether that's like filing a trademark patent or you need a custom contract. But just like having that in like your back pocket is like 100% crucial. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And, and I'm not even saying it just for, for my purposes. You know, I, I law, the legal is so important. It's so critical from the get go. I, I hate when people, I've had clients come to me and it's because they've gotten burned and they're in a situation. Mm-hmm. And I know how stressful that is um, for, for business owners and clients. So the, the goal is to, let's try to avoid that. And not let that be the lesson of why you should consult with legal from 100%. the outset. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today and providing your legal advice. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yes.